you're going too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, but it won't get you too far Get you too far Give him time. Alright, so I guess we'll uh, roll into the next episode of Hall and Snooks. So I, I guess it was like Star Wars week this week. Yeah, too bad there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. It's, it's actually it's like... a slow week. I got a gripe to open it up with. Oh, which is you, you got... Wait, okay, wait, let's bring back the segment of, you know, it's really chapping my ass. Yeah. I haven't done that so, so, so what's chapping nice. your ass? Well, you know what's really chapping my ass is that uh, back in the day, like the highlight of May the 4th Be With You was that Lego would always have like a sweet, like exclusive promo Star Wars minifigure. And now the last few years, I guess because they're probably upset about the like aftermarket uh, sort of trading in these things is that they just make them in these little sets now that are micro. They're not even sets. They're, it's like, they're like little stylistic models using the smallest pieces possible. Like, like kind of like those ones on the, um, uh, like those advent calendars or whatever, where they make like a tiny, tiny version of a vehicle or something. Yeah, and those are the promos now. And it's like, I, I used to look forward to like, here we're gonna get a like a figure that would not normally be in a set somewhere, and they're gonna develop another cool figure, and they, they just don't do it anymore. I can't say I honestly years. remember like what are like. Do you know some examples of like? I can't. I just don't really yeah, remember. So, like, so some of the, some of the ones I had, uh, there was a cool like I forget the name of the droid, but it was like C three PO, but it was shiny silver um, from oh, I think DC. from. Uh, TC-14? Oh, no, that's the one from episode one. Never mind. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but I have that, and it's it looks awesome. You know, it's glossy. Yeah, and, yeah. And, okay, just and, like and, an uh, exclusive kind of rare minifig, basically. And then they made, there was one that was like Hoth Han Solo, but like in a gray coat or something like, or sorry, a brown coat. Huh. And, and it was like, yeah, they're just, they're just cool, different little figures. Well, I guess if you know if that's what's chapping your ass, there's you know it could be worse. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's 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 disappointing, sure, but you know it's uh, uh, it could be worse. I guess the other thing that chaps my ass is that how prominently they're displaying all the Mandalorian sets, but I can't fucking buy them. Yeah, dude, I keep getting Facebook ads like every fucking day showing me the like Razor Crest or whatever. It's like that nah, shit didn't come out until what September. Sweet really pissing me off because i want that more than i probably wanted any lego set of all time have you pre-ordered it yet or or just wait until oh i mean i don't have that much money that i'm willing yeah. to just throw away a hundred dollars into the wind i think it's like 120 130 yeah, it's, it's, isn't not, it? it's not just a cool hunter it's like a yeah I, don't get me wrong i'll buy it the moment it comes out but i'm not right, sure but i'm yeah, not sure how we're probably really use that money it. a little bit in the interim yeah, they might want to have one of those like ten dollar off things or 
something that right yeah it's yeah because i'm sure it'll probably come out with like well i don't know though are they even doing that fucking force friday since there's no more movies coming out i don't i wonder maybe they aren't i didn't even think about that that's a sad (laughs) well i know right yeah it's 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 it's, weird luckily there's some some uh good news but it's just weird yeah not not knowing when exactly the next uh star wars movie will come out right well, hey, I got a chapped ass real quick, too. Yeah, get it off your chest, buddy. Well, off my ass. Um, well, your ass is still going to be chapped afterwards, I see, unless, you know, we've got some aloe vera or something. I guess I'm just confused as far as the, like, logistics of, of how I get my chapped ass off of my chest. Because it seems we like have it's to easier massage to get off your ass. Too. But anyway, yeah. well, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm overthinking it. Um... I got two, really. Okay. So, the first one is just uh, uh, fucking just assholes on goddamn Facebook groups. Yeah, let's and, let's hear this. I, I'm really curious to hear this. Well, one. it's not even anything, like, super, like, exciting or, like, crazy. It's just, like, I, I, think, I think it's just more, like, the cumulative effect. Because, like, I made a Facebook post earlier about, like, you know, how just people are just spend so much of their fucking time just raging about shit that they don't like instead of like enjoying the shit that they do like and like cool whatever if you have criticisms that's fine like don't get me wrong i have criticisms about star wars and you know like i rage about space horses now and again and like whatever but like (laughs) but, but where i draw the line is is like attacking somebody personally just because they have a difference of opinion. And, Will, you said it, like, a couple weeks ago. I feel like there's this kind of, like, new feeling of, like, because somebody has an opinion, they think that, therefore, everybody else must have the same opinion and that anybody who says different, well, they just deserve to get, like, shouted down and called a fucking asshole or an idiot or whatever. And I guess what I have a fucking problem with, because, you know, I'm, like, I'm sure probably you guys are too. Like I follow a lot of different like Star Wars fan groups on Facebook of different sorts or another. And and you know, just the sheer amount of times where somebody will just make a post saying that they like this or they like that or just asking a question about something or other and and again, if you disagree, cool, fucking fine, whatever. Have a discussion, have an argument even, but like to just go after the other person and just just attack that because like also a lot of these people are probably like fucking kids or well i hope they're not fucking kids but i hope you know they're kids right or they're you know like whatever they're just people trying to find somebody else who enjoys the same shit and talk about it and they just get like viciously attacked by people and like called fucking idiots or told what a piece of shit or just a a a moron they are how could you fucking like these new disney movies you must be the dumbest piece of shit on the planet and stuff like that where it's just come the fuck on like you know what i mean if again i understand if you have criticisms but if if for somebody who really genuinely doesn't somebody opening a bag of chips Oh, that's me. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't open a bag of chips. It's something I was like trying to get off my table just to clear. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I'll, but like, I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're good. Um, uh, yeah, but you know, if, if you genuinely hate everything that has come out in the Disney era of Star Wars, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But it, I just don't understand the person who genuinely hates everything that's come out in the last 
fuck, what's it been? Eight years since they bought it out? Is that true? Eight years? Is that real? 2012, is that when they bought it? Seven or eight years, right? If you genuinely hate everything that's come out in that time period, why the fuck are you still spending all of your time going online to to seek out shit and talk, just stop consuming it? You know what I mean? Just why, why you have to make your whole life about deriding other people and shitting on them for for enjoying something and you know i have criticisms about some things that disney has done here and there would like to see different or whatever but okay so one of the 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 thing that i'm raging about in particular is somebody had made a post on this page it's just called star wars animated right it's just to talk about rebels and clone wars and resistance whatever just different animated things and it was just a post talking about um Chris, I'm sure you have, Danny, may have, Will, maybe not, but there's a Clone Wars episode where Ahsoka takes a bunch of younglings to Ilum, I think, to get their lightsaber crystals. Mm -hmm. Will, have you seen that? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, It's one of those where I I actually enjoyed it. I, I appreciated it for what it was. It's one of the arcs that has probably received... A decent amount of hate from different people over the years as far as, you know, Disney making everything for kids. and what, Well, it is Disney, first of all. Like, turns out, it's still Disney. And also, Star Wars is pretty much pretty fucking childish. Like, I love it, but it's it's for kids, really. Maybe pre-teens, whatever you want to say. But it's not like, the you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it's fucking, it's about space wizards, right? And anyway, so person made a post about asking about that episode and because there's a group of different there's like a mini kit fisto there's a mini little chewbacca guy who gets a dope like wooden lightsaber hilt and you know what i mean there uh, there's a little thorian and they're just a group of kids right and they get their lightsabers and they kind of have to go through the trials and whatever person was just asking a question about hey you know i thought it would be interesting what people thought about if these kids from this episode would have survived order 66 and if they i I thought maybe they would have showed up in rebels and that would have been kind of cool and it's interesting because you know somebody took the effort to make a concept art of what those kids would look like as adults in the you know rebellion era as whatever and like it's cool and i fucking dig i was like oh cool that's cool and then i fucking scroll down the comments and it's just you know, about half of it is people going, you know, giving their response. But the people that are are shitting on it, this one that just set me off, he just, quote, you know, tagged the person who made it and said, are you one of those fans that saw TLJ and, when the, and the, and clearly they don't even know what they're fucking talking about. I think they clearly meant Rise of Skywalker, but they said TLJ, Last Jedi. Are you saw TLJ when the Emperor appeared, you clapped in the movie theater like an idiot, and when he shocked the whole Rebel fleet, you started comparing him to Darth Nihilus because you're a human algorithm of one idiot plus one opinion equals an idiot's opinion derided by blah, 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 blah. It just fucking goes off and off and off. And then it becomes even more personal about, like, oh, I like to suck somebody's dick because of this and that. It's just like, bro, like, calm the fuck down, man. Like, anyway, it just it set me off because it's just... I. It, it, why the fuck you couldn't have just scrolled past that you had to just go and and again if you disagree and you don't like that arc or think that whatever say that but to just shit all over the person and tell them that they're an idiot and that they're they 
you must just be the dumbest fucking person on the planet. I bet you just like this shit, and you just fucking suck Disney's dick, and you're just a fucking chill, and you just take whatever they fucking get. Like, all right. Anyway, so that was chapping my ass. And the other ass chap, which will segue us nicely into what we're actually going to fucking talk about, is I got spoiled on the ending of Clone Wars because of some fucking asshole on YouTube. I was literally, you know, like I was on YouTube on my Xbox app and just kind of scrolling through whatever. And sometimes algorithm says, hey, you should watch this or you should watch that. And, and somebody as the fucking thumbnail on their uh, and this was several days before the episode even came out. Right. It wasn't even like I hadn't watched it yet. And like it was not May the 4th. This was probably like Saturday or Sunday. And the episode came out Monday morning. And somebody had made a YouTube video and it said, Clone Wars series finale, final scene, final shot. And the thumbnail of their fucking video was from the very, very, very end of the last let's, episode. Uh, of let's War. give a, a spoiler. It, it, yeah. spoiler I haven't said it yet. Right now and then just go I haven't said it yet. But okay. that, that we'll get into in a second. I mean, we, could talk, we could talk about it, right? Let's just give a spoiler alert now. Turn right, off your... Spoiler alert. Spoiler But the, the <laughs> thumbnail that I scrolled past was Darth Vader on a fucking icy-looking planet holding a blue lightsaber. And, and like, don't get me wrong. It's an incredible fucking moment, and we're going to dive into the whole fucking thing and whatever. But it was just one of those things where it's just like... I, I didn't... I didn't even get the chance to opt in, right? Like, I didn't get the chance to say, hey, I want to be spoiled. Because in other instances, Force Awakens and whatever, like we've talked about, I I've, I was all about spoilers. But this is Clone Wars fuck, man. Chris, you and I saw that movie with Tyler 12 years ago. 12 yeah. fucking years. It's like the culmination of, of even more than, like, the, the sequel trilogy for me. This is, like, 12 years of my life. And, like, it didn't necessarily like ruin the moment when it came up because there's still that thing of like well was that real was it not so it's like kind of you're not sure if it, it, you you know what i mean like you're not sure right. if, if what i saw was real until you actually see but it's still it just like and it, it it was super cool and i love that they did that and they, they ended it that way but it just fucking really pisses me off that these people out there are gonna you're gonna just put a spoiler either in the headline or or, like, I got spoiled for Baby Yoda on Twitter for some fucking meme or whatever. And that was a little more my fault because I waited a couple days before I started to watch, before I finally watched it. But, but, but in this case, it's just like, goddamn, I at least let people know. Like Will said, put a fucking spoiler warning. Say, hey, if you don't want to know, here's your chance to not know. Here's your chance to go yeah. in fresh and not have this thing fucking ruined. And it just bugs the fucking hell out of me that people are going to go out there and and put that shit on their thumbnails or in their headlines or in their screenshot of, that you can't avoid you just scroll past it and then you're spoiled and there's nothing you can fucking do to avoid it yeah i, yeah, I, I had a, uh, I had a similar you situation did you just spoiled too oh you told me yeah. you almost did. did you officially then no i officially did. yeah i got like because yeah. on May the fourth, I, I had to work, so I, I wanted to give the finale like full my full attention. So, right. Like, right, at, right at the end of the day, like I log off my computer and I just like I jump on. I follow a lot of Star Wars stuff. It's kind of, I, sh I wasn't thinking, right. but like just it's I, a default. I even I scrolled like three panes, and it's just <laughs> it an exact image of Vader standing over. Oh, like <laughs> I was like, oh no. 
Yeah, dude. It's and again, it's one thing to put it out there and say, "Hey, the ending leaked," or "Here, I want to talk about the ending," or whatever. And honestly, I give people about a day's grace period. If if you you know what I mean. And and so for the yeah. baby Yoda thing, that was kind of on me because I didn't see it for about three days. But 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 you know it yeah it just like why the fuck you're gonna go out there and put it in a way like what do what do people get out of I mean, I guess it's the same thing that the fucking people who go on these Facebook groups and, and troll people and yell at them about their opinions. Like, I guess they get the same type of thing out of it. But, like, I just don't understand what fucking benefit they're getting from spoiling shit for other people. You know what I mean? And and at least not giving them the choice to say, hey, I want to fucking see this or not. Yeah. No, I... I was actually wondering what I I wasn't visually spoiled, but I th- but by I think a couple like a week or two ago, I think I read some article where like Darth Vader to appear in like the the last episode of Clone Wars. I'm like, oh man, oh really? Yeah, I didn't say anything about it just because obviously didn't want to mention it's you guys, but right. I, I think it was like screenwriter or something. It was it it was like a throwaway article where, where like. I don't know. I but I remember seeing it. And I was like, I, I kind of wish I didn't know that. But oh well. But at least I, I didn't see the actual image of him with the blue lightsaber. Right. So. And and I I honestly at first I didn't even necessarily connect that it was Ahsoka's lightsaber. I kind of thought it was like immediately after Mustafar, uh, and maybe he hadn't made his red lightsaber yet. So maybe he was showing up, and he was still rocking. His, you know, like he hadn't bled the crystal yet, or whatever. I was thinking that was maybe Anakin with his old lightsaber. Old lightsaber. And I, and I didn't. I didn't put it together. Oh, he doesn't have it. Obi Wan fucking. He took it. No, I had that. I had the similar thought thought pattern. Yeah, and and I think it, the scene was really cool and whatever. But okay, so all right, chapped asses done. Let's let's talk about. Did we talk about the second to last one last time? I can't remember. Did we only talk no. about? Okay, got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. No, no, we we talked about the lightsaber battles and stuff. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, but but yeah. the the second not to the, last not second. Yeah, not with six. Yeah, we we didn't talk about ball being captured at least at all yeah yeah okay so we haven't talked about both of the last two i just rewatched all four of them in a row so i i was i couldn't remember if we are you sure i feel like we talked about the phantom apprentice stuff yeah yeah but the phantom apprentice is the second of the four the third of the four is shattered where order 66 happens oh okay Yes, we have have not talked about order 66 yeah yeah. all right so yeah, what what did you guys think of the last two? Logan clearly has some thoughts about the last two. Yeah, Logan's <laughs> getting fired Logan, up. Logan, what did you think about the last two episodes? Logan. So I love them, and I I don't know, like I I know I haven't really ever paid attention to the music of any of Clone Wars really. Like it's been there, whatever. Hasn't been as like like the rest of Star Wars where music is super important, I think. Yeah. But that the this episode those last two episodes, they they music was really good. Made it really tense. Yeah. Um what's the guy? Uh Kevin Kiner is he's done all the music for Clone Wars and Rebels. I think he would be really good to take kind of take o- take up the mantle from John Williams a little bit. Although the guy from Mando did a good job too. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think 
the music in the last two, um, like the scene where they're like leaving Mandalore and loading Maul up onto the fucking thing, and it reminded me very much of um, uh, Blade Runner. Right. Uh, like yeah, they've had a Blade Runner vibe on Mandalore for sure. Yeah, but the music, especially the 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 music in that in that scene, and and especially some of the last uh, two episodes, there's some very like '80s kind of synthesizer vibes to some, but it's very like kind of like haunting and like you know, this sounds weirdly sexual, but like moaning in a way. Um, uh, it probably wouldn't have sounded as sexual if I hadn't prefaced it by saying it sounded sexual. Yeah, okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's pull it together there, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, it is, it, is. it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, I, I totally agree with, with Chris on that. I think, yeah, the, the like... Because I, I agree, it's like kind of... Not that the music is unimportant, but it, it wasn't... I feel like, yeah, I, that was the first time for me too where i was like holy shit this music is really standing out whereas before it was just more kind of in the background a little bit right i know i like i set up too because you knew like right then i knew exactly you you knew exactly what's gonna happen like in a few seconds i think that's what is so amazing to me about this last couple of episodes is that ultimately we know what's going to happen and the fact that it still manages to be such a like compelling fucking story is just speaks volumes about Dave Filoni and what a fucking good story. I I was thinking the same thing. And you know what it reminds me of is, I I, I mean, I don't think Matt, you actually are really that uh, well versed, but maybe some of you guys are the better call Saul. What the fuck you're talking about, but here we go. (laughs) Better Call Saul in Breaking Bad, where it's like, you know, like the, like quite a lot about the future. This is all a prequel on things where we know like the dramatic resolution already. Sure. And so it's like a mark of really, really good storytelling to still make it that, that compelling. Yeah, because I think that's the, like you said, it's like, you know, I mean, I guess you could make that argument about the whole prequel trilogy as well, that like, you know, ultimately where it's going to go. But I think it's it's about how you get there that makes it so fucking fascinating. And I think, man, there are some fucking heartbreaking moments in the last couple episodes because there's like, there's a real feeling in, in some of the scenes between Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, you know, that there's a real feeling of like, oh shit, this might all be over soon. And mm-hmm. and they really feel that. And then when they say goodbye, they don't, we know as the audience that that's the last fucking time that they're going to see each other, but they don't know. And, and so it's a very casual, and that's just like real life, right? Like sometimes you see somebody for the last time and you didn't know it was going to be the last time. So you didn't make some big fucking deal about it, but turns, you're just like, all right, see you later. And that's kind of how it was with Ahsoka and Anakin where it's like, you know, they had a little bit of a moment, but at the same time it was like, all right, we'll see you soon. And, and there was another one too, where I think in the, um, in the scene where, uh, Ahsoka walks in to the Jedi council, like hollow meeting right the fuck after Anakin had left. Like she just missed him basically. But when he went to go see the chancellor and, uh, and then Yoda at the end is like, Oh, do you want me to give him a message? And she's like, no, it's okay. I'll tell him when I see him. And yeah, that was, that was, that was a moment for me. That was a really powerful one. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I really loved the, I guess you'd call it like the connective tissue with Revenge of the Sith and how it, it like kind of dances in and out between some of those moments where you're just like, you, like you said, you know what the fuck's going to happen. You know that she can't walk in and he's still going to be there and they can't like have that moment. But, but it's like, oh, but he just, oh, he just walked out the fucking door. Like, oh, just wait, just come back. Like, <laughs> there's so many of those moments where you just, it, 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 I don't know, man. I think that's the thing. Like I said, it, Dave Filoni is, is fucking amazing. Um, that his ability to, to just, I don't know, <laughs> like the, the, the way he can manipulate our emotions is, is amazing. And also I think too, because, you know, genuinely we talked about it before that really outside of mall the focus of these last episodes is not about any of the quote-unquote main characters right it's not about anakin or obi-wan or any of these other people it's about two characters that solely originated from this series like rex and and ahsoka and and i think that speaks volumes about how good it has gotten and about how just how fucking amazing Dave Filoni is that that that's really what it should have been about and and the thing that we want to know about and get that resolution of is is what happened to those characters that that you know we didn't even know existed before right I I honestly felt I think I felt order 66 like the, the consequences of it from this better than like episode three. Oh, I'm yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have to say that honestly, I feel, I guess it's just a Dave Filoni thing and the way that he couches his stories. But it's like, I feel right now that we're in a greater heyday of star Wars storytelling than we've ever been in. And like, I'm more looped in now to like wanting to know what's going to happen. Like for example, in Mandalorian, I care more about the story than I ever have in Star Wars. And not to say that, like, the final product is better. And there are certain things like Rogue One where it's, like, you know, it, I think is a perfect self-contained story. But, like, I guess I, I feel like this level of just sustained anticipation is something that's not – I haven't really felt uh, – in Star Wars before, except maybe like before episode one or something. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I definitely also have an anticipation. Yeah. Yep. No, like the, uh, just the seeking of, of information and like what's next and kind of anticipation, as you guys said. I, I like, and, and just the, like I said, though, just the different like connective tissue that, that, they've managed even with rebels honestly like the fact that we see kanan and depa balaba and it's they don't have a fucking line you know what i mean that's just like an easter egg more than anything for people who are like oh shit that's it but and and the fact that um uh what's your name uh sabine's mom ursa wren shows up and she i don't think she has a line either maybe one or two throwaway lines but but just the fact that that's in there i think is really cool and and just adds some extra layers to those things and and like you said, Will, like Mando, I'm fucking yeah, I I can't wait to find out where that shit goes and and you know there's the rumors of a Rebels sequel series and you know I think 
this is a total sidebar, but like kind of like Ahsoka, how she started out as such a hated character. I think, in my opinion, I think Ezra kind of got the short end of the stick because I don't think they allowed him to go long enough to kind of have that full arc like she did and, and become a more beloved character. But I, I still really want to see what the fuck happened to Ezra and Thrawn, whether that's in live action or animation or whatever. But but I think that that story has a lot of potential, too. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Just as far as, as the kind of the direction that, I mean, shit, there's even connective tissue with, uh, uh, solo. Cause you yeah. see Dryden Voss in, in the background just for a split second, but it's just so cool to, to see those little things in there. And, and yeah, I think it's, it's, I, I would agree that like weirdly after like the Skywalker saga is all done and dusted, in, in a weird way, like Will said, it's still kind of in this new frontier of really being really interested to see where the fuck it's going to go next. Yeah, look. I have a, a question about like so in hooking into to this like are we do you think we're ever going to get satisfaction on the solo links to like Maul and stuff that oh, came yeah. up? Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's what I was just going to say. Like I think this kind of like gives me some some like confidence that we are going to find out more about what happens after like the last scene in uh solo because i actually watched that rewatched it again on uh i guess i was i was working as i was working on monday and like i really want to know more about what's going on there so, yeah dude I, I thought that was a really fucking good movie like i i think that was probably the riskiest movie they've made of all the movies since disney took over and i think they fucking killed it i i think and hopefully they realize how much people appreciate that movie even if the box office didn't reflect that but i think some of that's their own fault as well and uh, yeah dude i think the potential for a a Either a Han Solo show where Darth Maul and Crimson Dawn appear or vice versa or fuck, you know, don't threaten me with a good time. Give me both. Give me a solo (laughs) show and a Maul show, Crimson Dawn, and have them fucking cross over here and there. Fucking amazing. I would love that. Um, But but yeah, I think that's that that would be really fucking cool. And and hopefully they they. You know, because supposedly Alden Aaron Aaron Arden Aaron Reich, whatever the fuck his name is, I can't remember. Uh, no, it's Alden Sign- Aaron Reich. It's okay, uh, there you go. It's it, Austrian. It's uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Because supposedly he signed on for like three movies, and then you know that it, it went the way it did. But yeah, I, I would love to see some more of that explored. And and fuck. Okay, speaking of Maul, I, I, some of the best mall Hello? stuff ever in in these last couple episodes in oh, my yeah. opinion i, I think there, we'll agree Hard there is one thing that oh, i yeah, wish yeah. would have happened but what's that oh like when uh when he turns to like ahsoka and says like can you get give me like at least a fighting chance i wanted to see him with the the lightsaber one more time but yeah and like really to, to see him whip after the blue lightsaber one. Yeah, that would be. I'm still. It might still not be for me. I mean, the emotional weight of the end of Rebels. I mean, uh, but I just can't get enough Maul. Just keep giving me Maul. Oh, fuck, yeah, like that's. It, it's animation. <laughs> Star Wars animation has like done so much for Maul that like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know a lot. It's of funny because. 
I thought Maul was the coolest character ever when I was like, uh, I don't know, seven or whatever it was, ten. Uh, you know, he was physically the coolest character ever, but like he has somehow turned into like the most interesting character ever. Yeah. Um, you know, after being completely removed, deleted after one and done, he like get resurrected in a way that seems almost comically. I was pissed off when I was first. I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? We're resurrecting him now after you cutting him in half. Well, I think but they like, did it in such a way that, that again, it, it manages to be compelling because it becomes this, like, weird, like, nightmarish demon that c- keeps coming back to haunt Obi-Wan, and, he, like, he just can't fucking kill him, and he just keeps coming back and terrorizing him, and he fucking kills his only love interest that he's ever had, and he killed his master, and he just he just keeps coming back and fucking up his world, and he, Obi-Wan just kind of can't get away from it, and I love and especially when he's well, all just, like a... So the, the thing is that Star Wars has been missing one of these characters where it's like, to be honest, Sidious and Palpatine and Snoke and whatever, it's uh, they're they're not really interesting because they're just these sort of like stereotype more like, one dimensional. Yeah, it's kind and, of ironic because like in, in, in Phantom Menace, you like the biggest criticism of him is just, he has like two lines and is one dimensional. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's the thing that George Lucas luckily realized is that this character had so much potential, right? And and I think. Like you said, between Clone Wars and Rebels, I honestly, I find Maul in Rebels even almost more interesting where he's like almost this like anti-hero because like he and and his shit with Ezra. I I love all that, that whole dynamic. Oh, he's so interesting because he's so compelling and he's he's enticing. Like you want and 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 they maintain it with Clone Wars. It's like you you want to agree with him. You want to like you realize he's not the same thing as the like. Uh, you know, dastardly, like, uh, muahaha in the corner. Like, curling, fucking, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for real. And, and I think that's, that's what ends up being more, more interesting about him is that he's, well, dude, Ahsoka joins him. Like, if you, I, I rewatched, she agrees to join him. You're she like, does. it's yeah. very, like, kind of glossed over almost because she, once he says, Oh, I had this vision about Anakin. Then she says, "All right, I'm gonna fuck you up." But she literally says, "I will join you." Like, yeah, in that moment, I mean, I think the, the what they were going for there is, I mean, that moment literally could have changed the trajectory of the Republic and the Empire and everything else, right? I mean, we don't really know, but it's like that was a there was a lot on the line there. Well, dude, and and, and he is a really fascinating character. I mean, if you ever listen to Sam Witwer talk about him, and I mean, honestly, like the the combination of Sam Witwer doing the voice and Ray Park doing the physicality for both um, Solo and the animated is fucking amazing. Like, I I could not be happier with how that shit turns out. But like listening to Sam Witwer, who's also just like the, the fucking the most awesome dude ever but listening to him talk about maul is really fascinating he he compares him uh often to um uh uh i th- hope i'm saying this right it's a greek myth myth called sisyphus yeah um, you're saying it right basically who he's like has this eternal punishment of uh in hades 
of like rolling this giant boulder up to the top of a mountain. And every time he almost gets to the top, it like falls back down and he fucking and it rolls all the way back down and he has to start all over for eternity. And that basically that's like how Sam Witwer views the character, right? Is that he's there's so many times where Maul builds up all these fucking resources and all this shit and he gets so fucking close to this pinnacle and it happens multiple times even in Clone Wars and then it happens again in Rebels and it happens over and over again and it's like he's just this like almost this tragic figure in a way like you you understand but you kind of understand his motivations right like you said unlike Sidious where it's we don't even that's kind of the most amazing thing is that we still don't really know shit about Sidious which is arguably or Palpatine or whatever you want to arguably the most important in all of Star Wars. Really don't know a goddamn thing, at least in terms of the new canon, right? There's a Darth Plagueis that, novel um, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, because they, they had that novel, and that I, was honestly, I, I couldn't finish that fucking thing. It was, I had the audiobook, and it was the worst audiobook, the Darth yeah. Plagueis. I've heard, I mean, I've heard different things, right? I mean, I know people who liked it, but, but at the same time, but that, an audio book, it's all canon. about, it's all about the narration. Like if you have a shit narrator and a yeah. low production yeah. quality, it doesn't matter. You could be yeah. reading Lord of the Rings and it'd be boring, you know? Sure. Oh, absolutely. And I think, but that's, that's the interesting. It's weird to me that we still don't know. And we've talked about it before. I think Danny, you said it like, I would love to see like a young Palpatine yeah. book or movie or whatever, just to flesh that out more. But even with Maul, we've got that fleshed out. Like he was uh, the the child of Mother Towson and was literally kidnapped by Sidious and like put through all these fucking crazy trials. And like he, it, in a way, you you kind of understand where he's coming from. He goes about it in kind of a fucked up way, but but you can understand his motivations a little bit. And in in is to some degree this almost tragic character but man fuck the the last couple episodes is just so good the the shit with maul and dude fuck when he gets that he uh speaking of rogue one he kind of has his own darth vader hallway scene where he fuck man even though he doesn't have a lightsaber he's fucking still (laughs) decapitating clothes he fucking wrecks shit i love that Yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely makes up for it just by how he single-handedly takes down an entire an entire uh, start. Well, what are, so, I mean, where are we with... Arm through at the end <laughs> and just, like, chop... Yeah, and then he fucking brings down the whole hyperdrive and... Yeah. Well, Will, you're... Where just... are we with, uh, like, the, the next animated series? I mean, what, what's the deal? Well, it's been rumored that it's going to be a Rebels sequel. I'm okay with. Oh, so. I would love that yeah. to get Ahsoka and Sabine going out to find Ezra. Like it, they they tee it up at the end of Rebels. Like they tee it up like it's gonna be, and we'll get into in a minute probably the um the potential for maybe those things being addressed in live action in the Mandalorian. But um yeah, I think it would be really cool to to get to see a, a conclusion to that. I. I genuinely hope, though, after rewatching more Clone Wars and rewatching some Rebels, like I hope they kind of try to bridge the animation styles of those two a little bit more. Because as much as I love Rebels, there are things about the animation style that are just fall short compared to Clone Wars, and some of that's the budget, right? Some of that is they just yeah. didn't have as much. 
the the biggest one that bugs me and it's kind of silly but is the fucking needle lightsabers in rebels like these like literally like thin ass fucking needly rapier looking like and you look in clone wars and they're like fucking thick ass lightsaber blades like they ought to be but anyway that's like it's a fucking minor <laughs> nitpicky bullshit but um yeah i do hope that if we get a rebel sequel that there's a little bit more of the the kind of I hope Disney realizes that, like, hey, you know what? If you put in just a little bit extra fucking money into this, it goes a long way. Because the last season of Clone Wars looks like a fucking movie. Like, it looks incredible. Some of the tracking shots and just the, the cinematography and the lighting. and the, It's just fucking amazing how, how they, they did it. And granted, it costs more money, but it, it pays off, I think, in the end. And I've heard George Lucas say, you know, you're watching behind the scenes on, on when he was still working on Clone Wars. He always talked about it as, like, don't think about this as a TV show. Think about this as a movie that just happens to be on TV in terms of the lighting and the, the cinematography and all that type of shit. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, okay. So we talked about kind of about the order 66 episode. Um, uh, oh, speaking of rebels though, before we move on to the last episode, uh, uh, I feel like, there's almost a bit of a retcon with Rebels where Rex is like, yeah, I didn't betray my Jedi. I took the chip. It's like, well... <laughs> <laughs> like, technically he didn't because he intentionally missed. Like, you could tell his hand is shaking and he's crying and he's trying... Like, obviously he didn't fucking shoot her and he could have easily. But he, he, I think he, he made it sound... It's a little bit of revisionist history there where he's like, yeah, no, I didn't. But you're like, well, all right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think like Chris said, the, the, the emotional weight of order 66 is a lot more impactful in this even than it is in, in revenge of the Sith. And honestly, one of my favorite things just about the whole clone wars series in general is I think it just retroactively adds so much value to the prequels. Not that I didn't love the prequels before, but it's kind of hard for me to separate in my mind because, Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005 and Clone Wars started in 2008. So, like, there really wasn't that much time where Revenge of the Sith Revenge of the Sith existed when Clone Wars didn't exist. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's it has been continually adding value to those movies more and more for fucking 12 years. Mm-hmm. I think it adds a lot. The thing... With, with the last episode, I think uh, the Clone Wars like humanized the clones. I guess like in the in the prequel movies, I always saw them like no different than the droids, right? They're just or kind of troopers. they're just faceless. They're, they're faceless, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many arcs and so many episodes dedicated to humanizing them. I mean, even early on, you know, there's episodes where they're in training and then there's I mean, there's multiple, multiple arcs where it's just the clones, which also speaks about how a good fucking voice actor uh, D Baker is that he's literally the only person in like a lot of those episodes. And it feels like different characters. It doesn't just feel like the same guy doing the same voice six different times, you know? Um, even in the Bad Batch arc, you know, I, I think those characters feel even more unique and different from each other than than even some of the other clones. But I think, and that's the thing, like, even when Jesse, you know, dies at the end, it's like, that's still sad, even though you know he's oh, yeah. neat, happy to die and that he's 
he's trying to kill the protagonists and whatever. It's still sad because you watch that character through fucking seven seasons and, and he has a dope face tattoo and whatever. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think it's, yeah, it's a, a good point that, yeah. that it like, it really does go out of its way to say like, Hey, these aren't just, droid- they're not battle droids, right? They, they, right. That's one of the interesting things about the different battalions and divisions is that they kind of take on the, um, to some degree, they take on the personality of the Jedi that's leading that group. So, like, you know, Rex and the 501st are a little more fucking ballsy and and risk-taking and whatever and and things like that where, yeah, I I think that that really, it it gives those characters depth where in in the movies they really didn't have that, that opportunity. Yeah, like I, I definitely kind of took Clone Wars in like chunks and piece and bits and pieces throughout time, but I definitely uh, didn't appreciate it for when it was uh, going on. My only, yeah, I'm gonna, I feel go compelled ahead. to go back and and yeah. kind of read. Oh, there, dude, there's yeah. some gaps in the middle. I watched the first couple seasons and then. I got in the last dude, season. season I, I'd six. say start with the movie because, like, I mean, if without the movie you miss Ahsoka's introduction and, like, it, you know, it's not perfect and, and, you know, there's some parts that are a little silly and whatever, but I think it's definitely worth starting for, in terms of the story and, and in terms of that character's arc. Definitely worth starting there. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, my one of my only gripes about the last episode is that it was probably like four or five minutes shorter than than the previous episodes and i was just kind of i i was just like oh shit it just ended like i i kind of thought it was going to go on a little bit longer i mean i get you know they i think they they have been planning or dave filoni has been planning how this was going to end for more than 10 years so i don't like mean to question it but i was just kind of caught off guard when it ended because i guess i assumed that there was going to be uh, some kind of a scene where Rex hooks up with like Wolf and Gregor because they're together in Rebels, and and it's it makes me wonder like did they fucking take their chips out? Probably not. So did they fucking murder their Jedi and all that type of thing? <laughs> um, well, yeah, that that's kind of what uh spe- since we are went over the the spoiler aspect of the uh, the end of it. What what did you guys feel of that? Like the last scene of Vader on the mysterious planet just checking on the wreckage of the start of the uh of the crash crash but like rewatching it I love the first time yeah. I saw it I was just annoyed because I was like okay this is confirmation that I got fucking spoiled and I was probably <laughs> too I, I was just I, I think realistically I was too like in my own head about getting spoiled to fully take it in but like rewatching it, I think it's it's a really good ending. I thought there might be at least just a little bit of exposition between Ahsoka and Rex kind of before they split up and, and went their separate ways. But I also like I get kind of why they had this whole silent yeah. thing and the mu the you know, the the same score, the the music is is very 
haunting and and echoey and whatever but i i mean i i thought it played really well and and the last shot of the movie where you see vader or the show or whatever where you see vader walking away in the in the visor of the ahsoka clone helmet i i thought it it was really good yeah visually it's awesome i i again i guess i guess i always want a little bit more but just mm-hmm. like a one piece of dialogue between Ahsoka and Rex, or, or just hear Vader say something, or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, right, even if we didn't necessarily hear Vader say something, I guess I expected, because again, the series, are, you know, you could argue that the two main characters of the whole series is Ahsoka and Rex, and you know, you know, you know that they have this yeah. reunion years and years later in Rebels, and I guess I was expecting there to at least be some kind of I'll fucking see you later. What I I don't know what it how that would have played out, and I'm sure they they went back and forth with that. But I I yeah, yeah I I would agree with you, Danny, that it just that I, it took me off guard a little bit that there was nothing between the two of them, not even a look of like you yeah, know what I mean. They're like standing just, like fifty feet away from each other. It's like yeah, and then it just fades to the other. You know, I guess I, like, I mean whatever, it was just but, like a little too much reminding of of the uh, current times we're in. We have to be six feet away from anybody. <laughs> anyway yeah i don't know will and chris what did did you think yeah i liked i think my two maybe i guess there's probably three like favorite moments that were were tugging on my heartstrings i think was uh first one was with like ahsoka and rex when they're like looking down at all the clones and she's just like he's just like they don't care they're gonna kill you they're gonna die anyways Right. Just like I won't be the one to kill him. I, like I, I like that moment. Um, I liked I like the moment too where they like put uh, Rex and Jesse, you know, opposite of each other. So oh yeah, yeah. That was like that was that was like a rough one. And then and then where they buried all of them too. That one was sad yeah. in a good way. I was sad in a good way. I I felt like it. It gave me closure on. Yeah, what twelve years of <laughs> Clone Wars, right? Yeah, I, I that was a powerful scene when the the ship is crashing towards the planet and stuff. Uh, I'm not, I'm not thrilled that like it was the like moral high ground. I like the gray area stuff. It's like super exciting to me. Uh, what do, you mean loved, the mor- what do you mean the moral high well, ground? Ahsoka being like that I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, I was fine with it, but it wasn't like exciting. But like, those me. are like the soldiers that literally like, def- like fought with her and saved her life and defended her for like since she was like 12 and now she's like almost a full grown adult. Like, you know what I mean? Like those are her fucking brothers basically in a way. Yeah, I was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was really into the the moral gray area of, but like, if it was just like a you know, tearfully holding the gun and pop, you know, like I've for me the drama is what's exciting and the and the ambiguity of it all. But I, yeah, I mean, Ahsoka is obviously the moral compass of the series and of Star Wars in general at the moment. So, no, I mean, 
think she definitely probably has a better picture of everything that's... Her mind isn't as clouded as a Jedi. Um, well, uh... Do you want to talk about the, uh, the other news? So, uh, just an unfortunate disclaimer is that I've only got about halfway through the Mando documentary... Oh, I wasn't even talking about that. That's right. not really news. Yeah, I saw the first episode. I think I got halfway through the uh, the second. But I will say though, are you talking about casting the, for Mandalorian? Yeah, um, but I will say as a sidebar, the uh, the second episode about the last I don't know five to eight minutes of the second episode is just Dave Filoni talking. And it is some of the most, like, fascinating and intelligent analysis of Star Wars that I've ever fucking heard in my life. Like the, And you can tell, like, literally the other people at the table is Jon Favreau and Taika and all these people who are all the directors of the episode. And their faces are just, like, their jaws are just fucking hanging wide open as they listen to the way... Because he's talking about Phantom Menace and how it relates to all of the rest of Star Wars and about how it's actually really fucking amazing and awesome. Um and just his, I don't know, it's really good and really worth listening to. We can talk about it next time. But, yeah, it's some of the most, the, the best defense of Phantom Menace I've ever heard and also some of the most just insightful analysis of Star Wars. I mean, and who the fuck else, you know, leave it to Dave Filoni because everything that comes out of his mouth is is really fucking smart and just, yeah, he is, I, I love that man so much. Me bad. too. <laughs> I'm so grateful to have somebody like leading the creative ship here who is he knows and cares about every little subplot and he cares about all the things from the old trilogy which I loved and all the things from the new trilogy which I loved and well, it's I mean, like, dude, he's he's liter- quite literally George Lucas's Padawan. Like he spent almost 10 years every day working directly underneath him like he but he's is, george lucas without the bitterness you know i think so i think so but i also think that if i was george lucas i would be fucking bitter you know what i mean like yeah but, the he's, way that, but he's also the thing that's keeping george lucas tethered to like yeah, the truth is that the new star wars content is george lucas is is connect like part of the reason that the mandalorian is so amazing is if you watch i mean you're watching uh, footage of Mandalorian set, and you see that goofy bastard's curly white beard that's shaved. Like he needs to let more of it cover his neck, you know. But he's 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 there. I mean, he cares about this, and he's he must be having s- some talk discussions about it. Like oh, he's yeah, not divorced from this the way that he is from other Star Wars. No, definitely not. And I, but I think Dave Filoni is a big part of that because he is like he has a personal investment in Dave and and wants to like continue to help him and guide him and whatever. But I think in a way like I mean Dave Filoni is like the Luke Skywalker to George Lucas's Darth Vader because it's like look, like I understand why George Lucas got pissed off and tired of dealing with angry fans, but I think in a way you you kind of have to have 
there be like the next person come along in order to kind of reinvigorate it like that because because through the lens of the original person and the original creator like has become jaded or cynical or whatever and that you know you kind of have to have this new perspective come along in order to carry it on and i think dave filoni is the perfect fucking person to do that um but yeah so so to to tack on to that mandalorian thing like the big the big fucking news that has come out uh this week is that supposedly uh tamara morrison uh who played Django fett is going to be appearing in the mandalorian season two supposedly reportedly playing boba fett but danny had some interesting thoughts about that i mean i guess in my mind boba fett always died in the Sarlacc pit, pit. But, with my, uh, what I think, uh, would be awesome is if, if he, he's, like, either a clone or Rex or, or just something. So, like, he could be still Tamara Morrison, but not be Boba Fett. And the reason I, I think that is because, like, he's almost around 60. And this is about, like, what, five years after Return of the Jedi? I think I saw somebody say that Boba would be 41 in yeah, that timeline. Yeah, so like... So I don't know... Uh, yeah, five or six I, years I know definitely. the magic of Hollywood. Like, you can definitely make the ages work, especially, especially with guys. Like, right. But, or if he's just wearing a fucking helmet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, why get Tamara Morrison if he... If yeah, he, if right. He, if he At some point, off. he's going to take it off, right? Yeah, so in my in my my theory is that it's it's, it's not actually Boba Fett. It's, it's a, a clone. But. I yeah, it's, and until you had said that, I didn't because re- everyone was reporting it as Boba Fett. I hadn't even really considered that until you said it. But I think that's almost a more interesting idea in a way, um, just in terms of what it could bring to the story. Because like we already have all these different Mandalorians, and I, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Boba Fett. I have a giant Boba Fett tattoo. My dog's name is Boba Fett. Like I, I'm all about Boba. But at the same time, it's like. You know, and again, I I trust Dave Filoni that if he's going to do it and if it is Boba, it's going to be in a way that has some that serves the story and has some fucking meaning. It's not just going to be like a fucking throwaway type thing. But at the same time, yeah, I think, like you said, it it, it might almost be more interesting story wise if it wasn't. Yeah. Although if this is coming from the mind of Dave Filoni, like it's almost more likely, but. Right, because it's that's the thing. It's always hard to predict. He he rarely does. He he's a really good at, at the kind of bait and switch and makes you think something certain things are going to happen and then something else happens that's not what you expected, but almost maybe cooler than what you expected. And and I think yeah, and I, I and just on a personal level, I would just I would fucking love for them to let Daniel Logan reprise Boba Fett because honestly. He's a couple years younger than he needed would need to be for that timeline, but like I, I, you know, he's probably thirty five ish, thirty six. So he's really not that far away from the. But age I mean, that, how how important is age when we're going to be fully like covered in right. head to toe well, in Mandalorian I mean, whoever armor? It is, but like Danny said, whoever it is, at some point they're going to have some scenes without a helmet, just like just like um, uh, Din Djarin in the first season, right? Like, you're not going to put Pedro Pascal in there and not have his helmet off at some fucking point, 
right? Same with Kylo Ren and Adam Driver. Same, like, uh, so so I think at some point they will. But I, I just like I think it would be really cool for for them to put Daniel Logan in that area. And then you could have, I mean, potentially have both, right? You could have Boba as with Daniel Logan, and then you could have Rex be, or Tamara being like Rex or an older clone or something. And I think, cause just like in clone wars where there's an episode where they kind of, there's that clone who deserted and they run across him and he like started a family or whatever. Um, it would be super interesting territory, I think, to explore that, like, yeah, they run into some, maybe it's not Rex, like Danny said, maybe it's just a random fucking clone yeah. that they run into who's, like, you know, down, you know, now he's a fucking bounty hunter, or who knows, right? But just, like, I think that could be an interesting, interesting story to explore, and then that would still leave the door open, potentially, for, I, I just really hope at some point Daniel Logan gets to, to play Boba Fett again. So I, I just did some quick research, and I, I thought, like, maybe Daniel Logan was just too short to be Boba Fett, but actually Tamara Morrison is 5'7", Daniel Logan is 5'6", so... Yeah, right, they're both... They're both short they're guys. Very big. They're both short guys, I... Yeah, well, Tom Cruise is fucking tiny, but they can make exactly. him look taller, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like... Because I've met Daniel Logan a couple of times, and like I'm definitely like way way taller than him. He's he's like not that big of a dude, but he's a fucking awesome person. Like so, part of that me wanting him to get the role is just that like yeah, he's a fucking rad dude, and I hope he gets a chance to to reprise that role. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out, and and obviously since there's the Ahsoka rumors about her potentially being in in season two as well, that you know. But I guess that might make the Rex thing more complicated then because if that's technically set before Rebels, they don't have their reunion until Rebels. So I don't know how that all, all would shake out. But but I think it's definitely an interesting an interesting idea. And, and I think it, I mean, it, it has a lot of potential to, you know, they, they did technically supposedly tease Boba Fett in, in the, um, the Tatooine episode with the... Uh, the young hotshot bounty hunter at the very end when, uh, um, what's your name? Fennec Shan or whatever. The other lady, like there, there's the figure that comes up and approaches her, excuse me, at the very end. And somebody did a sound analysis and the, the like clinking of the, um, I don't know. I would call it like spurs, right? He's not wearing spurs obviously, but it makes a noise like, like somebody who wearing who's wearing spurs would make when they like walk in into a place or take a step, uh, and it's like the exact same noise and sound that you hear when Boba steps around the corner in Empire when Vader's standing there at, at the table with you know, and they open the door and Han tries to to shoot him, and then Boba comes around the corner like it's the exact same fucking noise that it that is made when he takes a step there that happens in the other. So it's, it's hard to say, you know, but, but it, it's one of those like super tiny Easter egg things that, you know, only fucking, obviously I didn't figure that out, but only super, super nerds would put together. And, and so it's interesting. And I don't know, man, I, the, another thing that has, is kind of confused me is, is like with those Ahsoka episodes where I was like, Oh shit, I didn't realize I was supposed to hate Boba Fett. I didn't realize that like, apparently there's some level of i don't know hatred for that character in the fandom and i guess because he's 
a fake Mandalorian or because he is because he dies like a bitch or like what? I don't know. It's interesting because I still um, posted something the other day that it was like uh, it was a meme and it said like skateboarding is not a crime. And then the, the caption said like, except about being a fan of Boba Fett. And I was just like, I didn't even realize that that there's this negativity towards that character i always thought it was a character that was kind of widely appreciated by a lot of people and that's generally been my experience but it's just funny that i guess it's some vocal minority online of just dude fucking this is the age of the vocal minority if you're a vocal minority (laughs) your dick is so hard right now you've never had a better time and you're just yeah, killing it. Yeah, but I it. also think it's not because, it, like, honestly, the people that do that shit are, in, in my opinion, are, are very much limp dick motherfuckers to begin with. So, like, I don't think that, like, they wish their dick was hard, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I think, it's to me, it's people have nothing better to do than, than just, and don't get me wrong, I understand if you have criticisms, if you have difference of opinion, that's one thing. But to just, yeah, I don't know, just, just shit in your fucking diaper like anyone should care you know what i mean i think that's that's the thing that that has changed in the last like i don't know 10 years or whatever is that that people feel like just because you have an opinion that that entitles you to something or that people should fucking give a shit or or give any credence to that like well it's not only that it's the it's the it's like don't be uh, a dick about it the only thing that matters, like people, and you can hear people articulate this. The only thing that matters is whether or not you were offended, or if you feel emotional about something. Like but that's enough. That's the justification. That's not yeah. anything. Being offended, it just means you're complaining. That doesn't mean anything. Nobody owes you fucking jack shit just because you're offended about some. And you know, I do find it kind of hilarious too that. It, by and large, most of the people that I have seen get really bent out of shape and, and pissing and moaning online about Disney or about this or that or whatever. You know, are these people who are supposedly, you know, they're they're what are the things they're usually bitching about, right? Disney shoving diversity down our throats, these fucking Mary Sues, and oh, everything's got to be female and everything's got to be a fucking purple-haired lesbian or whatever. It's like, all right, fucking calm the fuck down. But mo- the funny thing is to me that most of these people who are supposedly so, like, anti-PC and calling other people snowflakes and whatever are actually the most, the j- biggest fucking babies on the planet and the most, like, hypersensitive. They're extremely toddlers. fragile people, yeah. Yeah, dude, they're fucking snowflakes, right? Like, cry <laughs> me a fucking blizzard, little snowflake. Like, Jesus Christ, man. These and like it, it, that's the funny thing to me is that like they i get what do they call that projection right it's just like what uh, it, it blows my mind again it just that that there's so much again if you if the first thing that disney put out at many years ago when they took over you just fucking hated it and you've hated everything since then why the fuck are you still consuming it why are you still giving them your money and even if not your money your time and your attention and your what like fucking go do something else go fucking watch star trek i don't know man go fucking crank one out like do something like go outside like i don't know what to tell you but like fucking relax i'll i'll, I'll be honest i was not i'm not a huge boba fett fan 
Sure. But, <laughs> but, I, but you're not a dick. No. No, like, I, I think the reason I don't like him is just because everybody thought he was so cool that, like, I learned about Mandalorians and, like, that whole culture. And, like, I was like, oh, but there's there's all this other stuff about this, like, armor that isn't Boba Fett. Right. And then, well, and I think but, that's why Mando ends up being so com- – I mean, Dave Filoni literally said yeah. it. He's like, look, we wanted to do a Boba Fett show, but we didn't want to be yeah. hamstrung by the story of Boba Fett and trying to stick to that. Because if we say it's Boba Fett, then everyone's going to go, oh, why didn't you do this? Or why didn't, like, he's not supposed yeah. to – it's like, all right. They just let themselves have the same aesthetic. And honestly, I think like Will said with Maul, the reason Boba Fett, the reason I liked Boba Fett for a long time before Clone Wars came along and fleshed it out like they did with Maul is that he looked cool. You know what I mean? Like that was it. It was aesthetically, yeah. it's fucking cool, man. Like he's it's got no cool. armor. It's like yeah. this like man with no name, like Clint Eastwood vibe. <laughs> like for sure. And I think that's the thing. It's things like Clone Wars have fleshed out Boba Fett's story. They fleshed out Maul's story. But genuinely, and I think that's why Maul was maybe not like too in the same in the same vein is that is people just thought, well, you only like him because he looks. It's like, yeah, that's true. I'm not going to fucking lie. That's why I like Darth Vader, too. Like, and, you know, it turns out he has a compelling story behind it and whatever. But, I mean, when you're a kid, you like what you like because you think it looks cool. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. like a fucking pair of shoes because you think they look cool. You like Darth Vader because he looks and And so, like, I totally get that criticism of, like, of, of Boba Fett. And I think that's why Mando ends up being successful is because they can say, hey, it's Boba Fett, but it's not Boba Fett. So you don't have to get pissy about his backstory because this is a brand new character and you can't complain about a backstory that you know nothing well, about. Well, and also they did, they literally did the same. They're like, they took the two like visually coolest characters from the old trilogy of star Wars. And they're like, and then we're like, uh, this is also Yoda, but it's not Yoda. So here's, yeah. and he's Except a baby. Look at him. And then it's just like, uh, what, what else can brilliant. you complain about? Yeah, exactly. And you can't because it's, it's not tied it's not like weighed down by any previous story elements. And I think in, in a lot of ways that is what ended up being it, not in my opinion, but in other people's opinion, the, the shortcomings of the prequels. I mean, Patton Oswalt has a fucking hilarious joke about the prequels. Um, I don't know if you ever heard it, but he's talking about like, you know how, uh, Oh, are you, uh, I know you liked, uh, you liked Boba Fett. Well, uh, in this one, you get to see him as a little kid. Oh, oh, so uh, does he get to like do any like badass shit or like? No, uh, his his dad dies and then he's kind of sad. Oh, oh man, that's kind of a bummer. All right, well, uh, what about like Darth Vader? Like, yeah, well, uh, you know, you know, Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, you really like him. Uh, well, in this one, you get to see him as a uh, as a little kid. Oh, oh man. All right, so is he like? Is he like doing a lot of like? crazy shit and like fucking shit up as a kid and like doing a lot of dark shit like no he's just like his, his he has to leave his mom and he's kind of sad <laughs> and then okay so the culmination the the payoff of the joke is oh yeah you like angelina jolie yeah she she gets your dick hard she's real sexy and hot well here's john voigt's ball sack it's like i don't i, I, I like the I things that i like joke. i don't need to see where they came from <laughs> Anyway, John Voight, not, John Voight is Angelina Jolie's dad. Yes, yeah, so is he an actor? An actor, if yeah. Anyway, oh. um, 
uh, I think he's like the coach in Varsity Blues or something. I might have just made that up. I don't know. I'm, he's, I'm gonna be. I ordered a pizza and it just got delivered. I'm gonna go yeah, grab yeah, it. I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, but I think in a way that and and again, this is not my opinion. I love the prequels, but I think in a way for for people who didn't like the prequels, I think you know like the that ended up kind of being one of the shortcomings of them is that almost whatever you did wouldn't be good enough because there's so much hype there's so much expectation because you're filling in the backstories of these super beloved characters that it's hard to do it in a satisfying way at all and i think that's one thing that like they learned to a degree and and like with the clone wars it's like all right well like look we're gonna give you a new character like ahsoka and we're just gonna start fresh and flesh out this character from the beginning and you can't sit there and bitch about how we we ruined your childhood because you fucking changed the story that well i thought the anakin's backstory was going to be this or i thought boba's backstory was going to be this or that and it's like you can't make that argument with a new character and i think that's one thing yeah. that they did with clone wars and they did with mandalorian where it is super successful. It's like you take the aesthetic or you take certain elements of those characters, but then start kind of from scratch in a way. And, and then people will still complain, right? Everybody, yeah. you know, Star Wars fans are always going to find something to bitch about. But I think that's, that's in a way, one of the things that held the prequels back is because there was what t- almost 20 years of buildup between yeah. trilogies. And then, I mean, almost whatever he would have done, I expect that people would have found a way to have a problem with it. So I think that's one thing that... Yeah, they fucking would have. And I mean, whoever... If you are out there and you are one of these people, y'all just need to shut the fuck up. You know? Like, just just stop. Just shut... Just stop it. Just cut it out. Just fucking pull stop. yourself together and stop. Just stop it! Okay. <laughs> stop it! Now, shut up! Stop it! Stop it! Yeah, like I <laughs> like what's no. Even though I'm not the uh, the biggest Boba Fett builder guy, like I have no problem like with anybody that loves, that gets a Boba Fett tattoo. So it's <laughs> it's there's no reason. To, Star Wars, we we're so good at hating Star Wars. I love it. As a story, well, I like it, like it, and I don't even remember who who said it. I, you know, I've heard it from many people over many years, but but nobody hates Star Wars like yeah. Star Wars fans. Exactly. But no, and go to your point about uh, how like new characters just like are so much more compelling. Like I love my favorite animated series was uh, Rebels, and I know there was a lot of uh, polarizing people about that too. But like uh, just hearing brand new characters almost completely untied to anything else that we've we've uh, seen in Star Wars so far was I like jump right on board for that yeah absolutely and I, I mean genuinely one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever is Kanan Jarrus like yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, and that is a complete Right, like you said, a brand new character is. You could argue he's an amalgamation of other characters, right? I would argue he's kind of like Kyle Katarn plus um, Rom Kota from. Yeah, he's Force drawing on a lot of video game characters who were yeah. like successfully in that sort of uh, the the sort of uh, freelancing 
like unaffiliated knight kind like of like Han Solo Jedi type, right? Yeah, like the, right. Yeah, and 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 but like but but again, as much as I would have loved to see that be Kyle Katarn or Rom Coda or whatever, like I think it's a smarter decision to not make it be that because then again, people like me aren't going to go, but. But this specific thing in his backstory, you didn't exactly replicate. And uh, how could I possibly enjoy it if it wasn't the exact thing that I saw before? It's like, no, I think it's it's way fucking better in a lot of ways. Like, it's more liberating, I think, probably as a storyteller to, to be able to say, hey, look, like you said, we're drawing on elements of these characters that you like, but we're not you know, we're not tying our fucking one hand behind our back by saying it is literally that character. And I think, again, as much as I would love to see Boba Fett come back, and I, I hope that happens, but I think at the same time, like, you're you're opening a big can of worms for yourself because, again, it, whatever you do with a, with a beloved character, people are going to have a, a lot of fucking opinions about it. Do you guys think we're ever going to get, like, Thrawn, for example, in, like, Mandalorian or something? I hope so. I mean, I, it, you have to think, given the creative team, that it's not a 0% possibility, right? No, I mean, Dave uh, Filoni is the one who brought Thrawn into canon. Yeah. Like, that was him. So I, I, I think there's a good possibility. I really hope so. Um, I think the guy who did the voice acting... Uh, it's Mads Mikkelsen's brother uh, for Thrawn. I think he did a really fucking good job. I don't know if they would let him do that in live well, action or they, they what. Never really kinda, they never finished his story exactly, did they? Right, because like, him and Ezra pieced off out into the unknown regions, but, but in like the Mando timeline, that would be prior to that, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just him and Ezra just kind of chilling out there somewhere. Like, I don't know why I can't try struggling to think like where the timelines match up between like Rebels and no Rebels is is fucking pre A New Hope, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. So so that like I guess theoretically, by the time of Mando, he could be back. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's the interesting thing is like. Is are they going to only address Ezra and Thrawn's fate in the animated show, or are they only going to address it in a Mando? Or I don't know. Again, I think it would be really interesting if there was some more kind of crossover type of thing, where like maybe to some degree a bit of both. Little column A, little column B. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. Well, that's about all I got, boys. Yeah. Well, what's on the docket this week? For like life or Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, is are there they two different? different? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I just want to give you guys an update of what's happened over the last hour, which is that I didn't eat. I didn't eat much. This afternoon, and then right when we started doing this podcast, I I, uh, I opened a bottle of Jameson, right. and then I've gotten a little deep into the Jameson, and then I ordered like a like a expensive as fuck 
action figure on eBay. Oh, I thought you were going to say an expensive as fuck pizza. And I was like, all right, let me hear no, about that. All right, what, what, is, but... what expensive action figure did you get? So I got, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's just a bid, right? Uh, um, but but I just, I bid like $200 okay. on, uh, on one of the rarest vintage Star Wars action figures. He looks like a Saiga antelope, which is this rare species of antelope that's unique to Central Asia. But his face was taken and put on a guy from Star Wars. Got that reference. Look it up. Google that. It's S-A-I-G-A, Saiga antelope, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The guy's name is Yak Face. Oh, okay. Yak Face. I know exactly. But I love that at the beginning of the podcast, before the Jameson, uh, the the Lego Razor Crest was uh, too much. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought. Is you're not gonna you know, fucking pre-order something for one thirty, but you'll drop for two hundred for a fucking yak. The psychology cake. of that is really interesting, and I don't so really the know. The psychology what to of that is called alcohol. Yep. Well, I didn't order the Razor Crest, though. I mean, that's the that's the weird thing about it, is that because the Razor Crest is a thing I can just purchase. I don't right. think about it. Well, yeah, it's not as rare. It's like, oh, I do the yeah. same thing. Like, I, you know, I bought some fucking, uh, some shoes the other day that were, like, on eBay that were some, like, uh, some Jordans or whatever, and I was like, oh, fuck, but I almost bought this other thing, and I was like, well, that thing is still going to be there on this other website, whereas That's this right. other thing is a rare thing that is yeah. only going to be there briefly, so, like, I get it. Yeah. I'll update you guys on my... My Jameson fueled eBay purchases. <laughs> well, there ain't a hell of a lot yeah. else to do these days other than sit around and fucking buy shit you don't need online. Yeah, yeah so, and wax the carrot, pound the so, plate. Well, you know, again, you can only do that so many times in a day. Yeah, I've made a crazy purchase like that recently too. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. I've actually bought a huge. Huge. It's not like huge. I don't want to talk. I bought an Asajj Ventress statue from Sideshow. Oh, like nice. a full size statue or like a desk? No, size? no, it's like a desk. That's hey, uh, FYI, we gotta get oh, now that we got a Facebook page, we gotta attract whatever you know our three listeners uh, have to go to that hey, page. Hey, and we then have 40 <laughs> likes already in less than a week on our page. So, uh, actually, so make a, uh, but that means that we should post that? 40 more post. than we had before. <laughs> post a picture of like your statue and stuff. I mean, we should get some some content on there for oh the you know the masses to consume. Hey, like I said, I, I'm happy. I, I'm happy to make you guys all admins, so you can all post shit anytime you yeah, want. Let's let's uh, do that because I imagine our 40, 40 We got to change, change the. Uh, I don't know how to do it, Danny. You might know, but we should change the uh, the picture on the um, on uh, what it, iTunes or whatever too. Yeah, I. I yeah, it's still it's still literally the word the words WordPress on yeah, Google. I, I haven't oh, I haven't, I haven't touched that, anything on Google, so that's that's. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll I'll figure something out. But uh, your your photoshopping looked pretty slick, though. Yeah, I mean, I've been you know, I give it my best. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I'm doing these days is like digitizing uh, a bunch of old maps and shit, and so. Star Wars hand drawings of of uh, 80s 80s music uh, duos. <laughs> uh, I feel nice like um, uh, 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 Hall's 
head ended up being kind of enormous, but also Snoke's head is kind of tiny because it's just kind of how his fucking head is. So like, I had, you know, <laughs> it took me like three Snoke hours is, to finish the shading on his upper lip. Snoke is just weird as, as fuck. And I, I feel like Snoke's weirdness is like only worse now after Rise of Skywalker, where it's just like, Wait. if you're making him in a tube, why didn't you like fill out the holes in his face? You know, it's like, but that, that's a whole you other story. That's because there's like very the, poor production quality on Snoke. There's like the 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 Kylo Ren uh, Rise of Kylo Ren comic book series where he's like a gardener or something. Yeah, like, that was like a whole weird. And I haven't. I've only read the first couple. I haven't because um, you know comic book stores don't exist yeah. anymore. Um, but I, I haven't. I haven't caught up on those. Have they fled? Because like in the second one, like you said, he kind of shows up at Snoke's house and he's like. In a weird like hat, and he's like in a garden doing gardening shit. Have they like fleshed that out anymore since? I I mean I, I've only read that first episode too, or the first. Okay, uh, okay. I think Snoke the first is two like a comics, but like an effeminate retired man. Kinda <laughs> like has a large got some garden nice and like a weird, going. <laughs> like a weird hat that has some like. It looks like one of those Kega hats, yeah. like. Yeah, except it has like these weird like <laughs> ribbon tails coming yeah. off the back of it. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's interesting. So I, I do want to finish that comic because I think it started off very interesting, and I just I haven't I haven't. Uh, I yeah. guess I could buy the like digital version, huh? Forget yeah, about that. that. But I just want the phys. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just want the physical. Fuck. If I'm gonna pay money for it, I want the physical comic. No, I actually made some uh, Star Wars purchases over the last week. It was a uh, well, what was the uh, the Battlefront two I finally got on for PS four? Oh, nice! So it was like ten bucks on eBay, and then I, I got this like Nixon wallet that's like made out of the material that is makes up like uh, Kylo Ren's like cloak or something. Uh. So. Yeah, Nixon makes some pretty cool yeah. Star Wars stuff. They have a bunch of dope watches, but they're they're like fucking three hundred dollars. Yeah, the wallet was initially like sixty bucks, and it was on sale for like twenty four for it's May fourth. So I was like, all right, I need a new wallet anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, fellas. Well, uh, get after it. Good luck out there. May the force be with you. Yep. All right, boys. There you go. See you guys. Have a See good you next one. Week.